All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 74, and the brown season is officially over. Um, It is concluded with a win, which is exciting because didn't really know what to expect in that last week, who was going to be out there, what the product was going to look like. Obviously knew the Bengals were going to sit some guys too, knowing that uh, playoffs were coming for them and they they would want to stay healthy. But, um, you know, I'll take a win any day over a loss, even in a game that doesn't matter or mean anything. And it continues our streak of owning the Bengals. So we can take some enjoyment in the fact that out of everything that happened this season, we do still own the Bengals who won the division. So that's something to to feel proud about, I guess. Um, But it was a it was a crazy week 18 of football. I got very invested in a, a couple of other games after seeing the Colts lose to the Jags, which was extremely unexpected. And they didn't just lose to the Jaguars. They were dominated by the Jags. It was it was painful to watch. And you have to feel for Colts fans in that moment because they were going to be win and in the playoffs. And that just completely destroyed them losing to the worst team in the league who was picking first in the draft for the second time in two years. I mean, could not go out in a worse way. So I, I feel for them because that has to hurt. But Obviously, when that happened, it opened up the crazy scenario that everyone has been discussing on how the Steelers could get into the playoffs, Um, and you just knew that this was going to happen this way. The world, for some reason, the universe works in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers at all times, and um, they needed the Colts to lose that game, and they needed the Chargers-Raiders game to not end in a tie. So just one team had to lose. And man, I like I said, I, I was very invested in some games this weekend, and this was one that I was deeply invested in. I stayed up extremely late to watch the ending of this game because it really, truly felt like the Chargers and Raiders were going to end in a tie at the end of overtime. It was as close as you could possibly script it to that happening. I mean, what an incredible game. The Chargers are an interesting team because they do a lot of stupid things, but then Justin Herbert repeatedly makes these incredible throws on fourth down, and uh, it's really wild to watch, and watching him complete throws on fourth down actually gives me a lot of PTSD from our loss to the Chargers, where that was pretty much how they came back and beat us. Um, but man, what a crazy game to watch. I, I was hoping... I've never cheered for a tie in my entire life. I think ties are stupid. I don't think ties should exist in the NFL, and I've been very clear on that for a very long time. I do not like them, but in this moment, I wanted a tie more than I've wanted anything. (laughs) I just did not want the Steelers to make it to the playoffs, and uh, here we are. Steelers squeak in with a wild card spot. Luckily, they are playing the Chiefs in the first round, and Big Ben did say it himself today that Basically, he knows they're the worst team in the playoffs and that they aren't going to win so that they should just go and have fun, which was the most insane quote I have ever heard a someone on a playoff team say at any point in time. I don't think I've ever heard anyone just own up to being really bad. Everyone knows it. We shouldn't be here. We're going to lose. So let's just 
let's just have a great time. I think Big Ben just doesn't want to play. I think he he wanted to go out on a high at the end of his season and just ride it out. He doesn't want to go in and get murdered by the Chiefs. That That's not what he wants to do. So I think maybe Big Ben is slightly disappointed that the Steelers managed to squeak into the playoffs. He kind of thought he was just going to be able to, to peace out. But here they are taking that last spot. Um, I'm, I'm personally pretty, I don't want to jinx anything. I am pretty confident that the Chiefs are going to be able to win that game. They are clearly the much more talented team. So if they go out there and do their job, um, they, they should be winning that game. But you never know with the Steelers, man. I didn't even think they would be here because I didn't think that the Indianapolis Colts were going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here we are. That is that is the name of the NFL, especially this season. As I've said so many times, every week, just crazy upsets continue to happen that you would never expect. And that's what keeps us keeps us watching and interested. And that's what made this push to the playoffs at the end so fascinating. Because uh, you truly did not know a lot of what was going to happen uh, until week 18. And even just leading up to it in those last few weeks, nothing was solidified and everyone was really playing for their year. So um, it was it was a crazy year, but it, it made it a lot of fun to watch too. So even though the Brown season is concluded, we have a couple things to talk about that happened post the final game. One of those being Andrew Barry's postseason press conference. Um, I think it was on Tuesday might have been on Tuesday, that he spoke to the media, um, answered some questions, and there were some really interesting takeaways that I kind of want to break down and just give my thoughts on. Obviously, there were plenty of questions about Baker, a couple other things too that really stood out to me. Um, But I do want to read some of his quotes about Baker because I think what he says here is really important. I do want to preface this with you could say something in a press conference one day and change your mind the next day when circumstances change. I mean, last season, the Rams were reiterating that Jared Goff was their guy, that was their quarterback, and then just one day, something dropped where, oh, Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. So anything can happen, and nothing is for sure because situations change and circumstances change, and who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to say this offseason. Who knows what Russell Wilson is going to say. Uh, things are interesting in Minnesota right now because the Vikings got rid of their coach and their GM. So that could be just a complete shakeup in that organization, which means you have no idea what's going on with Kirk Cousins over there. That might not be um, something that's you know where he's going to return again there next year. So Uh, There's a lot to be decided still, so this is what Andrew Barry is saying right now about Baker Mayfield and other players, not what he is saying tomorrow, the day after, next week, one month from now. Things change. Things. This is a fluid situation at all times, so just, just had to preface it with that. His first quote about Baker, though, was, I think it is easy to forget this point of the year that What we have seen with Baker over the past several years, obviously he had his most productive season in this offense under Kevin as early as last year. We have been with Baker for a long period of time at this point. We know his work ethic, we know his drive, and we have seen him as a talented passer in this league. We are looking forward to him getting healthy and continuing to make improvements. We expect him to bounce back next year. So that was his first quote about Baker, which I thought um, was... 
it was more positive than I expected. I think I expected more um, just dodging questions and very straightforward statements, not um, any just praise or understanding. Um, but he did have some additional quotes that maybe um, made me think a little further about what he said there. So when he was asked if he felt a need to bring in another quarterback to push Baker, he said, I have mentioned this before in terms of how we look at the offseason. We do not go into it and say, hey, we are just going to target certain positions. We scout and look at player availability as if we have an expansion team. So the way we go about adding competition or improving the talent base and the roster is largely, maybe not wholly, but largely independent of who is currently on the team. So that kind of gives you an idea of Andrew Barry's mindset, which reiterates a little bit of what I was saying at the beginning, um, that this is how he feels about Baker Mayfield. Um, separately, he's going to look at these outside situations. Who else is available? Who else is out there? Um, and that might you know, influence decisions that he makes in a week or a month from now because those things are going to change. Um, and he's always looking to acquire new talent regardless of um, if they already have people in our locker room, you can always have more depth. And I mean, we saw that this year with COVID issues and injuries, depth is always a good thing. So um, he's not going to just stop looking uh, because he thinks they might have an answer. Um, another question he was asked, um, if he was asked if it is his job to evaluate every opportunity to potentially upgrade the QB position, no matter what others may feel about the situation and if there is risk associated with that. He said, probably the simple answer to the question is, my job is to assemble the best team possible and make sure that we are in the position to compete consistently for the division, to be in the playoffs and ultimately win a championship. That is something that we will strive to do every year. So Andrew Barry is not just uh, comfortable with what he saw this year. He's not like, oh, this was great. Um, I'm perfectly content with not making the playoffs after we made improvements to our defense. He is going to continue to look and continue to um, see what we can do to improve this team. He also was asked about Baker's fifth-year option, if he was concerned about him playing on that, and um, he didn't really get into it too much other than saying he just didn't have any concerns about um, Baker playing that fifth year and didn't have any concerns about the relationship between Kevin Stefanski and Baker. Uh, just really said, you know, they're having those discussions uh, in the offseason and are going to move forward and whatnot. So kind of, of, he didn't avoid things there. He definitely answered the question, but wasn't going to get into any specifics on an extension for Baker um, or any of those things, which is not surprising. I don't think anyone is expecting them to hand Baker Mayfield a massive contract at this moment because there's still a lot of questions out there about him. Um, some other things non-Baker related that he talked about were in regards to uh, Greg Newsom and JOK. Um, he was just really impressed with how both of them played. Um, have already had conversations with them how, about how each of them can improve and, and take a step next year. Um, and just had really positive words about them, which I think is good to hear because that is how the fan base feels about those two. Andrew Berry knocked it out of the park with drafting both of them. And um, they've been great. Obviously, there's always improvements that can be made, especially when it was your first year in the NFL takes a second to adjust to the quicker game. Both of them were out for different periods of time 
um, too. So I think it'll it'll just be good to have them both continuing to improve. Um, he also had some nice words to say about Clowney, which was really good to hear because um, a lot of fans are hoping that he will be brought back next year as well. Um, other interesting things non-Andrew Barry related from these player pressers were some comments made um, from number one, John Johnson. So John Johnson, he was vocal about wanting some different training things within the organization, such as yoga. Um, and I think that makes sense that he has some concerns about training because we have had a large number of soft tissue issues, the soft tissue injuries <laughs> this season. And that was across the entire roster. Um, so he was kind of vocal about some training issues he felt like were existing. I was kind of surprised to hear them say, hear him say that to the media. Um, I personally feel like maybe that's something he could have just communicated internally, but um, it, it was interesting to hear that that spoken about. Um, JOK and a couple of other guys also had some comments about some team chemistry issues, uh, maybe a divide in the locker room between the offense and defense, which I thought was really interesting to hear, um, that there just wasn't this togetherness and bonding from across the entire team. Uh, I feel like I could almost notice that from social media. It felt like position groups were really close, position groups were hanging out, or you know, the rookie class seemed to be really close, which I think you get that anyways you know you come in together as rookies you bond together over that you're the youngest guys out there it makes sense that that would happen but to hear that there was this divide between the offense and the defense feels like a big issue and there might have been some level of resentment there um just in looking at the season I have to imagine that as the season started um our offense looked okay our defense was struggling to get things going and our offense really plummeted and then our defense was taking off and really carrying our team through the rest of the season and was dominant and finding their way. And I wonder if that was part of the divide was it never felt like even in the game, our offense and our defense were on the same page and playing at the same level. Um, I just I just have to wonder if that had something to do with it. But hopefully, now that these comments have been put out there, that is something that they are immediately going to be working on next season because I just think having that togetherness across the board and that respect for each other and what each side of the ball brings to the game and to the team is probably really important in, in just team chemistry in general. So all those things were interesting to hear. Um, I'm sure... We'll hear little things here and there. There's probably going to be a lot of rumors coming out over the, the next few weeks and months of just different rumblings, um, but we'll see what happens. It was good to hear from Andrew Barry, though. Uh, I still just think he is the perfect fit for this role, and I, I love most of what he's done. There's only a couple players I feel like he's messed up on. <coughs> Austin Hooper. <coughs> um, but other than that... Uh, he, he's done a pretty good job drafting free agency, everything. So um, happy to see it. Okay, I just want to get into some end of season awards, closing thoughts for the Browns, get into just a tiny bit of calves, and then, then we're good to go. So some end of season awards for the Browns. Uh, I'll start off with most improved. I have given that to MJ Stewart. This one took me a while to think of because there were there were a couple guys I was considering who have come back from injury, like a Greedy or a Grant Delpit. 
Um, but I decided to go with MJ Stewart because with injuries and COVID issues on the team, he really had to step up a lot more um, than maybe he even expected he would need to, and he did that every single time, especially when we were dealing with COVID issues. He had eight solo tackles against the Raiders, nine solo tackles against the Packers, um, and you could it was visible and noticeable in that game that he was making plays. He also forced a fumble against the Raiders, and I think he's definitely just in general made a case for an extension as his fourth year or his four year rookie contract is is up. And I'm I'm hoping that we can bring him back for 2022 because we've seen a lot of improvement from him, and only expect that to to get better. So uh, my most improved goes to MJ Stewart. Great job. Uh, MVP. I thought a lot about this one. I almost gave it to Miles Garrett because he's like always the MVP, uh, but I decided to go with Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb missed three games, calf injury and COVID issues, um, but he still had total yards this season of 1,259, which was still second in the league to Jonathan Taylor, who had a monster year, MVP candidate. Um, Everyone was talking about the way he was running the ball. So it's funny just in looking at those numbers. I know people don't think we run the ball enough or as much as we should, but we clearly do. And we like always have to remember, like I said, I believe last week, that we were missing Kareem Hunt for the majority of the season, which is part of the reason our run game was so strong was because we had both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to work with. And that's not a knock to... to not a knock to Ernest Johnson because he really stepped up a lot of times too, had a great year, really proud of what he did. Um, but part of the reason people thought we had this great run game was because of that combo, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb can do things that just no one else can do. Um, so to see that his stats were still that great shows you that we did run the ball a lot. We just struggled in other areas of our offense um, that weren't able to his running would look great if we could also complete passes that it would it would be a perfectly balanced offense and we'd feel awesome about it so my mvp is nick chubb because he's still holding the fort down still my favorite player looking forward to having him for the next three years okay biggest free agency move i'm going with Clowney. kind of already hinted at this um with what andrew barry said just him having a great year Having him up there with Miles Garrett was awesome to see, um, and kind of both of them taking the pressure off of each other because they're both such a threat, um, and that should be a priority in the offseason, in my opinion, is signing him um, to an extension. I think he made it pretty clear in his uh, most recent interview that he loves being in Cleveland. He wants to get it done. Um, obviously, money is always a factor, and he's going to follow the money at a certain point if we can't give him what he needs, but it, it seemed like he wanted to, to stay here, and I, I really liked what we saw from him and would love to bring him back, um, so hoping hoping for that. My last award I'm going to do, Rookie of the Year. This was a tough one, actually was really struggling to decide between this guy and one other player. I went with JOK. The other one I almost gave it to was Greg Newsom. Um, so JOK obviously missed some games with injury, but I've said everything I feel about him on this podcast. I swear I talk about him every week because I just think he's such a great player, a great leader, um, 
he the way he moves on the field and flies in for these tackles is just so impressive and I just hope he's going to be around for a long time um Greg Newsom also had a great year I've talked about him on here plenty too so he could have been equally as um worthy of rookie of the year but I had to pick one so I went with JOK so those are my awards. Just thought it would be fun to talk about a couple guys that I feel like stood out, did some great things, even in a negative year, a year where we missed the playoffs. Um, there were still positives and things we can build on for next year. So feeling good about that. Cavs talk real quick. So the Cavs just announced that they extended Kobe Altman, which is super exciting, through the 2027 and 20. 20- 28 season his new title will be president of basketball operations um obviously this is great news I think obviously there were some tough years of rebuilding after LeBron left Kyrie left it just it was a mess for a minute we were dealing with some weird contract issues having to draft players um you know Cleveland wasn't going to be somewhere where free agents wanted to come anymore once LeBron was gone and there's not really a draw here as just a city in general so we were really gonna have to build from the draft and build from the ground up but it's really incredible how only in a couple years it's not been that long since LeBron left and went to LA and and Kyrie left and went to Boston at the time um it's impressive how this team has come together now drafting and free agency have been mostly positive. Obviously, in drafting, we hit the jackpot with Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, two superstars. Evan Mobley is a future all-star for sure. Um, Don't think he's going to make it this year, but man, he is special. He could win potentially rookie of the year. Um, Defensively, just incredible. Darius Garland has really come into his own uh, great shooter, Right now, he has he's he hit a couple games that were a bit of a lull for him coming off of the COVID list. I'm sure it's kind of hard to get back into things, but he's been spot on again. And uh, I haven't checked the score of the Cavs game that's going on right now, but um, I'm sure he is having himself uh, a decent day. Oh, not so much right now. Only five points, but it's all right. It's all right. Um, it's still early, so <laughs> no worries there. And then, um, obviously, in other ways, Jared Allen was the biggest steal of last season in a trade from the Nets. The Nets really, it's actually funny, the Nets could use a Jared Allen right now, and they just gave him up like he was nothing, and we got the biggest steal in the world out of getting him in a trade last year, where the Nets just really threw him away, um, and we were just happy to take him. He has turned into an all-star. He's an incredible leader. He's so young, too. It's crazy how young these guys are, and how talented they are already, how great of leaders they are already. I'm excited about what Kobe was able to put together um and hoping we can just continue to build on it you know you just got to keep going keep getting those right pieces like I said we're kind of a an organization that has to build from the ground up um but at the same time we were able to attract someone like Rondo um in a trade who is excited to be here now because he's excited for what he can contribute to a team that's on the rise so maybe you know it's not as doom and gloom for uh players who have to come to Cleveland now via trade or or whatever reason because we're building something special there's a lot of young talent and um a lot of that is due to what Kobe Altman was able to build um even when people 
the last couple of years were kind of hating on what are you doing? What is this Kevin Love contract? That's another one. Obviously, the contract is, is not good objectively, but Kevin Love has really come into his own this year and found kind of his role on the team. Maybe not the same role that he, he expected or used to have, but he's found his way. Probably still not worth his big contract, but um, I'd like him playing better than him playing like he was the last couple of years. So um, definitely good to see as well. Okay, last thought, um, not Cavs related, national championship. Just wanted to briefly say, really cool game because Alabama lost and a walk-on quarterback won for Georgia, which is so cool. I just, you don't see that happen that much anymore. When you look at all of these top teams, a lot of times they just have superstar quarterbacks, highly recruited, you know, could go anywhere they wanted. And Georgia had a walk-on quarterback and just a really tough defense and found a way to win that game. So that, that was a cool story. And I, I don't like Alabama. Like, I just, I don't want to see Alabama win. So I was just happy to see someone who was not Alabama pull that out and and get the win. Um, And Nick Chubb went there to Georgia. So shout out Nick Chubb. That was for you. (laughs) That's all that really matters. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. I'm ready to enjoy the NFL playoffs from an outsider's perspective. Going to keep waiting on what rumors we start hearing from inside the Browns organization. Going to talk about it. Keep talking about the Cavs. See if baseball ever reappears again. No idea what's going to happen with this lockout, but we will keep on going. So thank you guys for listening. Review and rating, always great. I've seen a couple more recently. Really appreciate it. Um, And just keep doing that because it means a lot to me. Share with your friends, family, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and have a good one.